Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is June 1st, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast talking about Monday Night Raw. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan, and Monday Night Raj has made an appearance. The, the Messiah of the Wrestling Inc. podcast is here to spread his gospel. <laughs> it was a... Uh, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm barely awake, but <laughs> uh, that was a long show. It was, this was another one of those that felt uh, felt like five hours to me. Yep. Uh, so, speaking of messiahs, Seth Rollins started up the sh- started off the show tonight, uh, hyping last week Rey Mysterio's retirement ceremony. Now, this was interesting compared to what we saw last Monday or Friday. The crowd tonight seemed to be under much more specific instructions by Vince McMahon to uh, like passionately boo and praise. And I mean, I almost thought this was kind of over the top and silly. What did you think of this, Matt, as Rollins is coming out there and the crowd chanting, you suck and booing at him in this very scripted fashion? So this is Vince McMahon's wet dream come true is what this is. That's what this is. His ability, because you can bet your bottom dollar that, he absolutely had a production meeting with the quote-unquote fans and told them to do this. And then it was paraded through the entire afternoon before the filming that by the agents to do the same thing. They become his parents. And everything he talks about during the meeting or anything like that, they walk, they run around the whole afternoon just repeating it over and over and over ad nauseum. So, yeah, if there was a distinctual difference this week, it is definitely a directional change. And this is a dream come true. This is perfect. This is what he's always wanted. He's literally telling the fans what they want and how they should react. Yeah. Yeah. And this was taped. So this was taped last Tuesday. So the day after they taped last week's show. Yeah. Plenty of time to watch it back and him to be overly critical of not the performers. The fans. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Because, yeah, this all this all was taped after last Monday's Raw was aired. So, yeah, you could definitely see that. I thought it was distracting. I mean, during all of it, it just sounded... Um, Can I be honest really quick? Yeah. During wrestling, wrestling practice, when you're like in OVW or FCW or NXT now, when you're watching each other wrestle in the ring, I don't know how it is in NXT now. They do a lot of drills. We did a lot of drills, but we mainly would wrestle on the fly called matches where you didn't know who you were wrestling. Matt Morgan, get in the ring with Mickey James. You have 22 minutes, slider over at the end, go. So one, I'd shit my pants, first and foremost. I, I would be a nervous wreck. Uh, two, we would, you, get, you did eventually get better because of that. But my point is all the other wrestlers in the school would be surrounding the ring like lumberjacks, Beaten on like, on purpose, booing the heels overly like what you saw tonight, and overly cheering the baby faces. If you put the chin lock of doom on, you could bet you you know what that um, uh, Julian Hall, Mickey James, Beast, everybody would just start clapping the mat to you know pretend they're getting the crowd going. 
and it would give you that feel of a live crowd. Granted, it's super exaggerated, um, but it, it does help you perform better in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the the plexiglass that looks like something that might be here to stay for a while. Like once they start allowing fans back in the building, uh, they were going to have that plexiglass. Ooh. What am I missing with that though? Because what you start letting, you know, why is that so great? So I guess that way fans can't spread anything to the wrestlers, um, and so it, yeah. it just adds that layer. I mean, that's what, pretty much what it. What about the fans coming in? What the fans? There's more fans right. than there are wrestlers. Hey, Vince has got to protect his investment, man. You know, right. got to well, protect I those wrestlers. Okay. <laughs> I get that. I do. I don't know. I just think it's pretty. I don't know if disrespectful is the word, but right. screw you all. You're paid to come in here. <laughs> Listen, zoo animals, don't get any uh, monkey dung on our wrestlers. <laughs> no, he's going to sell them, uh, you know, Firefly Funhouse branded masks to the audience or, you know, Monday Night Messiah masks. I mean, he'll sell which it at I a would, very fair price, I'm sure. Which I would rock. If I was right, I totally would. I'm a mm. mark like that. Now, <laughs> now, <laughs> now, these NXT fans, you know, the developmental talent, I, I got some details regarding oh, uh, nice. the, the week that they had. So they basically had to report to Full Sail, not the Performance Center, but Full Sail is where they got their testing done. So they report there at 10 a.m., and then they were bused to the Performance Center at 11. So, And then they were there all day until 10 p.m., and then they were bused away. So, like, you know, 11, 12-hour yeah. days uh, for these tapings on their feet the whole, the whole time during the matches. And then they would have breaks where they would have to go grab the chairs, bring them back, sit, sit for a bit and then put the chairs back. And so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. I don't see why they don't just let them sit. And, and that way when they stand up and start going crazy, it'll, uh, it'll just be that much more effective. Can I just say something again? When I was there, that was anytime they came near, near OVW. Anytime they came anywhere near Louisville, Kentucky. So Columbus, Ohio, Cleveland, anywhere in Kentucky, we would drive our cars there. And we would have to be on our feet. I'm not exaggerating. Like we could go, we too scared to go to catering, so we could go in there and say, um, <laughs> "It ain't going in the locker room because you don't belong in there yet." Um, so you're literally standing in the halls all day until they say, "All right, come out in the ring, show us what you learned." And then there'd be like 50 of us out in the ring, all looking exactly the same, jacked up, freaking humongous, and uh, the stars watching us and probably mocking us because we suck. Um, and uh, chain wrestling for like no joke, two hours. And then they'll say, all right, so Matt, you wrestle Aaron Stevens. You have two minutes. See what you got. Go. You know, um, and every one of us would have matches like that. You'd be exhausted. Then the show would start. We'd have to stand and watch the whole damn show through the night. But again, you're getting there. To be fair, we'd get there at 12, not 10. Um, actually, 11. Wrestlers had to be there at 12. We were developmental, so we'd be there at 11. Um, but yeah, same same type of thing you know so look nxt kids have it great today they themselves are stars now to a degree so like get over it and and, and pay a little bit of dues good lord pay some just right. just as much <laughs> but the, but the standing there and having to cheer the whole time is what could get tiring not necessarily being on your feet but having to having to make noise for, for hours. yeah they because they were there no. for all the tapings yeah because it's raw smackdown main event nxt and then uh they don't doing ship that them in and out 
No, oh, they, no, they taped all those in one day. And then they the next day, same thing, all those shows. No, no, I mean, like, they don't have, like, batches of NXT stars because there's, like, 100. No, piece, no, right? it's no. just the same guys. So they're literally in there for 10 hours straight. Yeah. Standing and cheering. Yeah. And they did this for Come three on. days in a row last week, including yeah. the NXT In Your House takeover match with Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole, where they were standing around all day waiting to shoot it because of rain. They finally shot it. What they're called? Well, not quite. That was that was Thursday evening, and okay. so that was later in the evening. Uh, they were supposed to get there at seven p.m. Uh, because of the rain, it didn't start till midnight. So they were waiting there. Why? You know, for the rain. Because it was filmed outdoors behind the behind full sails. There's a bunch of cars surrounding the match. Gonna oh, be the yeah. And they got their headlights on, and yeah, they were there till Ooh. the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> it's yeah, gonna be that, like a rumble. Yeah, it's yeah, 1950s style. Yeah, bring yeah. soda pop and uh, pony boys. Yeah, you know? yeah, there you go. It's gonna be on. <laughs> well, if you haven't That's seen that setup of where where they're filming, it's just this big concrete area. So I don't know if they just got a bunch of crash pads set up so that they can take bumps. But uh, can we talk more importantly about the fact that you and nobody else just got that tremendous outsider's reference and you're just letting it freeze on by? <laughs> Tell me you've seen the outsiders, Raj. I have. I have. I, okay. I, man, my Raj, I just totally give you no look around the back, lob past who say no, and start frigging bringing the money. Maybe, uh, Dances with Wolves. That's someone. That's a movie. Someone's trying to get me to watch. And there's I don't no way. trying to get you to watch that. In fact, I would sooner. I would say watch the watch the Postman with Kevin Costner. That's a better use of your time, I think. Yeah. To Dances with Wolves. That's true. Uh, but uh, anyhow. Anyways. Back uh, to Raw. Wait, actually, before Raw, Matt, tell the story because this is going to be more interesting than Raw. You talked about what it was like being there in developmental, uh, going to a main uh, roster show. So- Tell me about your first time you were in a main roster locker room and felt like, okay, well, technically I'm allowed to be here now. What was that like? Um, Again, nerve-wracking. Yeah. Nerve-wracking, because up to this point, these are the people you've seen on TV your whole life. Undertaker, Rock, Stone Cold, Hulk, right? Hulk, yeah. Um, And um, I think it was my second time up there. I told you a story how Rock showed me how to throw punches, just hmm. randomly. Um. But um, my first time up there, it was, okay, here's a funny story. I was there, Rocky Johnson was our trainer in OVW at the time. Nice. And, and he came with us. I think we were, we were in Ohio. We were in the locker room, and you could tell. Like, Bill DeMont was actually pretty cool on really? the main roster. He, I remember him saying, like, Jesus Christmas, what's in the water in Louisville? Look at the size of this guy. Like, to me, because it was his first time meeting me. I was like, all right, I'll take that. That's easy. That's nice. Not, not what I heard everyone else tell me. You yeah. know, I said, so you know, guys are just dicks up here is what everyone kept telling me. Well, I, I thought that was cool. Good start. And then Hulk Hogan's in there and Rocky's like, Hulk, tell, 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 tell this guy over here that uh, he don't need all them protein bars. It's going to make him retain water. He don't need all them protein bars. Uh, uh, he got he got two metrics bars and 60 grams of protein. He can't possibly die just 60 grams of protein. Technically, Rocky Sr. is correct. Um, <laughs> that is too much to digest, technically. Um, you just crap the rest out or piss out. Anyways, I didn't know that. I'm thinking Rocky's working me because he continually always try to get protein bars off of me every day at practice at OVW Arena. And uh, so I'm like, ah, oh, Rock, I'm just, I only have one. I only have one, sir. Like, no, you don't. You got two. Oh, tell him he don't need that many. Tell him he don't need that many. And Hulk Hogan, this is my first time he's ever said any two words whatsoever to me, looks and goes, looks like a brick shit house to me. Looks like he's doing just fine, Rocky. And in my head, I was like, 
Like, as soon as this, as soon as conversation was done, like I was in the parking lot, like Larissa, you're not gonna believe the whole thing, you know? <laughs> totally. Oh my god! Think about that now. Hulk Hogan and The Rock are like uh, ribbing you about protein bars. That is just that's just wild. Seriously, and Rocky Johnson, his dad. Um, yeah, that was not lost on me at all. In wow, the moment or now? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ricky Lewis with the dollar ninety nine uh, super chats saying he's from Bridgeport, uh, Connecticut, and he's asking oh, yeah. why didn't you stay? I guess that's originally that's originally where I'm from. Um, I didn't stay because when I signed with WWE, I had to move to Louisville, Kentucky, to learn how to wrestle. Um, that's really the answer. Um, and then once I got up on the road, I did move. Me and my wife did move back to Connecticut for a little bit. Um, but then, it, what did we do? Um, I eventually got released from WWE, and it made more sense to uh, move to Florida, where TNA was starting out. I kept yeah. getting told I was going to get hired there eventually, so I just stuck around until eventually they hired me. There you have it. It was cheaper, cheaper, sunnier state, easier flights to get in and out. It's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, when did you move to Longwood? Ooh. 2012. No. 2012? Hmm. Nice. Uh, so, I guess we have to talk about Raw, don't we? Um, so, <laughs> man, I don't know, man. This whole thing with Rollins and Bray, I mean, I'm curious. I'm interested in what Ray and Dominic have planned, but uh, Seth got interrupted while he was talking smack about Ray. Got interrupted by Aleister Black. Um, then they had a match. Aleister Black ended up getting the win. Uh, Murphy and Theory attacked Aleister Black. Carrillo got involved and was beaten up. Rollins started stomping Carrillo. I mean... Poor Carrillo. <laughs> <laughs> He's either losing or getting his ass kicked every week. <laughs> <laughs> It's just tough. This is a tough storyline to be really interested in. and Yes, it is. You know what this reminds me of, too? Remember before WrestleMania when it was Rollins and his crew against Kevin Owens and his crew yeah. every week? Yes. It's feeling like that right now with uh, yeah, Aleister Black call. and his crew against uh, Rollins. Good call. Yep. In some form or fashion. Yeah. Like some uh, group of it. it. It always is, yeah. I actually... Think with with a lot of these talents, one thing Vince doesn't get this idea of is that less is more. And I feel like with Rollins, he's really effective when he cuts short to the point promos. They let him, you know, wrestle maybe ten times as much as he talks. And I just feel that, uh, man, if you're not a Seth Rollins fan right now and you're not digging this shtick, Monday Night Raw is kind of a wasteland. There's not a lot there. I mean, think about it, though. If we're comparing different wrestling eras, do you remember when Triple H was first getting that push? And I don't know how you guys reacted to it, but I remember being like, why is he in, like, on the, why do they keep forcing him down my throat? Yeah. And I know he's a heel. He's supposed to be getting heat. So that should have been the reaction they were going for. I get that. But I don't even mean it that way. I mean, like, I was all about Mick Foley, Mankind Rather, Rock, Stone Cold, mm-hmm. even Big Show when he first got there. And then, like, they kept pushing, like, Hunter into it. And I remember, like, why is they keep doing, why do they keep doing this? Thank God they did, because eventually he broke through, at least for me as a fan, 
And I was like, God dang, the dude's freaking jacked. Hmm. Looks like a million bucks. Um, you know, looks. he started to dress a little bit cooler. Um, I don't know. He, he eventually bit with me as a fan, you know, of hating him as a heel like you should, not like X-Pac. He. Hmm. And eventually it worked. So I think, I don't know, is that what they're doing with Rollins maybe? And just hoping eventually they keep jamming him down our throat. It eventually takes, or because that hasn't worked in years. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, granted, during that push, Matt, uh, I think that's when I was dating that girl with Triple H and her AOL screen name. So I had to just kind of like roll with the punches on that one, you know, and go with it. Mm -hmm. But in the case of Rollins, um, yeah, I mean, th this is even like the Roman thing, right? Because with Roman, people thought, oh, it's overexposed. Uh, he's in every major angle. It always feels like predetermined that he's going to win. It's different, I think, than feeling overly pushed or forced. It's not even like Charlotte, in the sense of like, oh, man, Charlotte's everywhere. Charlotte's always coming across as dominant. I think what it is with Rollins, they're giving him these long promos and this gimmick that just feels tired. It's boring. You know, the one thing you say about Roman is at least the crowd was on their feet and they're going nuts, whether they're not, you know, getting, right. he's not getting the reaction that Vince wanted, but he is, you know, he's making people care. And to your point, Matt, about Triple H, they really shoved Triple H down everyone's throats for like a year and a half. They had him just beating Rock all the time. and All the time. And I hated it. And he would be out in the middle of the ring, and for that era, his reactions were were tepid, you know, for a long time. Right? As a heel, when he left DX and was a heel, I was going to follow up and ask you your opinion on that. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was stale. Like it was like stop trying to push this guy, move on to someone else. It's not working. They, you know, I mean, they just went hard for a couple of years, and finally, like to your point, he he did finally get there. Eventually, break through. And, and you know what's so funny? I remember like they didn't. I, I wasn't looking for them to do that with somebody else. I remember thinking like. Put more attention a little bit on Mick, uh, on Mankind at the time. I really started to dig him. Yeah. Um, Rock was already up here for me. Stone Cold was already at the top for me already. Taker, whatever they did, let him get in there. Right. Um, big Show as well at the time. I just remember, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Weird. Our competition uh, was head-to-head -head with <laughs> us. Raw Talk. Justin Lopez with the $5 that. Super Chat. So WWE, they started this new show called Raw Talk. That's on after uh, after Raw, and it has Charlie Caruso and Samoa Joe just basically doing a Raw recap and having some guests uh, on. Justin Lopez saying it felt heavily scripted and didn't have the talking smack, the feel talking smack had in 2016. Yeah. Joe was great, though. He's really too damn good, good on commentary. Joe is awesome. He's one of the funniest in real life. He's so witty. Yeah. He's the only person to pick up on. He one time had a match, and it was and it, he knew it wasn't that great. Which was surprising because all those matches were usually great. And uh, I remember patting him on the ass, like, good season, Dorn. And uh, he picked up on that right away. None of you guys know, I guarantee you know what that's from. It's from Major League. And it's such a small <laughs> Willie, little. Willie Mays Hayes uh, hits like Hayes, runs like Mays. Isn't that what it is? No. <laughs> runs like Mays, hits like shit. <laughs> no, he, he may run like Mays, but he hits like shit. Hits like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know Major League. <laughs> one ladies movie Roger's actually seen. That's a good because it's a good one. It's <laughs> a, a good one. But 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 like George, George Joe is very witty. He's super on his feet though. He is so and he's funny in real life. He really is. So um, I guess I'm happy for him. I don't want to give up on him as a wrestler, but yeah, yeah. yeah he's apparently considered permanent now in that role. Hmm. Um, Michael Levirus was saying Rollins is better as the architect. I agree. Yeah. 
Something. Um, so uh, Jackson Callens is tweeting at us, uh, fan of the show, saying, was was that ZZ from Tough Enough in the audience tonight? I'm looking at a screen grab. That absolutely looks like it. I, was, I, I yeah, saw that, yeah. too. Yeah. Why do we care? I don't know. Well, because he's kind of a famous oh, Tough Enough contestant. Does that, mean, does that mean he's under contract? I yeah, is he back? Follow-up question. Okay. I hope not. I hope it looks not. like he finally lost some weight. He looks like a complete gimmick. He was there to be a rock star. God bless him. But if Billy Gunn was digging into him like he was on that, that says a lot. Yeah, yeah. you guys remember, he kept trying to yeah. be like a gimmick. Like yeah. Hawk. He, he was that season's Hawk. Wow. Comparing Hawk to ZZ. I thought Hawk was uh, decent in season two. Hawk was a walking, talking gimmick. Don't you remember? He like shaved his head. He did everything. They I remember all that. But compared to ZZ, though, yeah, compared to ZZ, like I'm not going to bother to lose a pound. I think ZZ actually gained weight and got oh. fatter while he was on the show. Oh, well, that part of it for sure. They're both, ge- they're absolute goofs, both. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. You, if you're watching. Hawk, the ZZ of Tough Enough season Hawk was two. the guy that everyone thought was going to win, right? And then Linda yeah. Miles. Went no, the... no. Jake was the one everyone thought was going to win. Jake, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, he was like the jacked up. He had yes. the mo- he had like a mohawk. He had like the little thing on top. It is shaved head and had this. Yeah. yeah. And Hawk uh, auditioned yeah. for uh, Colossus in X-Men 2. He was like. Oh, and how, how did he not get it? <laughs> how did Russian he accent get it? was probably bad. Probably a bad Russian uh, accent. It's probably oh, what the other form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the most anyone's talked about Hawk in wrestling media yeah. in quite some time. Ever, uh, no, ever. ever. Who is Matt, remember the Hawk Witch, where you take the two uh, Eggo waffles with the peanut butter? Stop. In between. Please. Why do I? Don't, I don't You're remember this guy at all. Much, <laughs> Nor should you. Nor should you. Yeah. Um, he was a complete disaster. Is what he was. No, I like. I do like Hawk. I sound like I don't, but I, I do. Matt's, that was the, the, the kind it, of promo. Matt's wrestling Hawk as soon as uh, <laughs> Longwood reopens. And, and to think of all those people on that uh, on that season, Kenny King was the one that you know that ended up having a wrestling career. Kenny was the one that I swear to Christ, I'm not just saying this that I thought would would, would beat me actually because the coaches loved him and he was picking it up so friggin' fast. The only thing I thought was like, but. He's not body. He's not. He's not a body guy to make it in the WWE. The WWE was huge. The guys were all huge then. Wait, and, you were on that season. Like, I thought you were on the season before. Yeah. Oh, no, I thought I was you were season the... two. Oh, okay. So Kenny, Kenny, and Jake were the two male finalists. Jackie and Linda were the two female finalists. Oh, okay, I gotcha. But from day one, I always thought Kenny would be the one. Him or Jake, they got the right two right finalists. I thought out yeah. of males. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to rewatch it, Matt. I'm going to rewatch season two of Tough Enough. And that's going to be all I talk about on this podcast when I rewatch that season. It's going to be it. I'm, I'm going to be getting DMs from Hawk tonight about the <laughs> Anyhow, uh, back to Raw tonight. Yeah, we still, we still need to get to the first match. No, we talked to the first oh, no. match. We talked about it. <laughs> Alistair Black beat Seth Rollins, and then uh, uh, the Messiah and... Theory and Murphy beat up Alistair after Carrillo came out. Oh, and he got yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. There uh, were only six matches on the show, and two of those were good. basically one. Yeah. Um, we set up this match tonight for the U.S. title: Kevin Owens versus Apollo Cruz. Um, friendly match. 
was what it was. Uh, but then it got interrupted and became Apollo and Kevin teaming against Angel Garza and Andrade. They do this. like It feels like they do this every week. This is exactly what Roger said earlier. This is precisely what they do. They find new variations to put all these people in. And you think you're getting a singles act, but wait a minute, we didn't cram these guys in your throat down your throat since last segment. So we're gonna do it now, one more time. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Just, it's a way to stretch out one match into like forty five minutes. Uh it really is. It's annoying as hell. Yeah. Unless they did an entire episode this way and ultimately ends up as a battle royal with just like thirty guys in the ring. Then I'd be in favor of that was the entire episode of Raw. They just kept adding people the entire time. Do, 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 you, do, you, do you remember they did this with, um, God, not part, not not private party, um, NXT former tag champions, Austin Viking Raiders. And, yeah, where it became like a six. It became they kept adding, and, and they, it became like an eight man tag by the end. Yes, yes, and it was even a, the, the girls part of the six man. Yeah, their manager that he's married to. One of the tag two tag team guys. Yes, uh, Sarah, Sarah Sarah Logan. I think Selena Vega was in it also. Uh, you guys are killing. This me. was just it's like a couple right. months ago. Be- oh wait, with Bianca, oh. you mean? No, no, no. With Bianca, I remember the Street Profits. Yeah, Thank Bianca you. the Street, street Profits. Profits. Well, speaking of, where is Bianca Belair? Where is Bianca Belair? Since she's, she's been, been working main long. event a lot. That, that's bullshit. That is a waste of time. The only thing I Seriously. can think of is maybe they just thought she needs she needs more work. Then don't which, call her up to the main roster. Well, they probably, you know, Vince. I I don't think Vince is watching NXT or and evaluating talent. That, so that that should not be the excuse anymore. NXT is on a is a is a TV brand now. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like there is no being sent back down per se unless you're not putting them on NXT TV and just letting them go to practice. Well, um, a lot, yeah. She's ready, and right now. No offense, like there's no fans in the arena right now. You're not going to lose anything if that's the excuse that she needs more experience. The best experience Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar got was the fact that they were thrown into the deep end. She's ready. Throw her in the deep end. She'll be just fine. And she's been working on main event, but not, uh, yeah, not the main. Such a waste. That's a waste. And Shayna Baszler's disappeared. You know, we kind of talked about that. We kind of talked about that a couple weeks ago. To me, to me, it feels like when uh, and. We had mentioned this last week. It feels like they've lost, uh, uh, they've lost interest in her. Yes. Um, this match, man, this was tough to watch. I mean, the the faces Apollo and Kevin got the win, but I don't care. Apollo yeah. and Andrade. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was almost a way to do having Apollo pin Andrade without just doing a, a straight up rematch. Yes. Oh, but wait, Matt, if you weren't into this, then we had a bowling battle between the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. Viking Warrior, yeah, of course. (laughs) Whatever they paid that guy that worked at the bowling alley wasn't enough. He was the star of this segment. So here's the thing. They're in this little warehouse. It gets incredibly redundant. I, I didn't like the segment, but it was a different place, at least. Yes, I agree with that. There's nothing. They're doing the same thing every week, though, right? Like one guy is getting smashed by the, you know one team's getting smashed by the others, and it turns out the the other team was faking and they're actually really good. It's the same formula. Switch the formula up. Come you know come up with creative ways to do these things. You know we were talking about the stadium stampede match, and 
there was a lot of creativity in that and you know with finding you know different things to do and different comedy bits if they would have wrestled in a bowling alley matt if they would have had a wrestling match in the bowling alley on the lanes i would say not since greece 2 have i seen the sport of bowling elevated to such an art form with the interesting things you could do in a bowling alley (laughs) when they're all like in unison like where they were singing yeah. and dancing. And I yes. didn't get as a kid, the song was called We're Gonna Score Tonight, and they were talking about yes. something other than scoring at bowling. Like, little oh, six-year-old I'm, Glenn I'm... didn't catch that one on first viewing. Yes. yes. But what's next we're going to be? Probably probably like volleyball or something? Oh, for sure. Darts, um, uh, ping pong. <laughs> volleyball, Nobody you know, cares. if they did a takeoff on Top Gun, that beach scene, the, the the that was in Top Gun, right? The volleyball yes. beach scene. If they did or the film Side Out with C. Thomas Howell and Peter Horton about two man beach volleyball. I think it was direct to video in the late eighties. Yeah. Guess what? Get that. Nobody cared at all about this segment tonight. Yes. Uh, real quick, Mike Hyde with the six ninety nine super chat saying skipped out on watching season two of Lucifer for Raw tonight. What a bad decision! Raw yes. WWE is so hard to stomach right now. What were you thinking? More- Mike. More importantly, why are you only on season two of Lucifer? <laughs> Lucifer's a great show. Great yeah. show. You got to catch up. Leonza Duncan with the $5 super chat. Thank you, Leonza, saying, Did you see Zelina almost fall on her heels walking down the ramp? Apollo did tease a heel turn by faking the injury. We might get our MVP stable mat now. I, I don't, yeah, I, I didn't see that as a, a heel, like teasing a heel turn. You know what I've got to tell you guys? Huh? little news update here real quick. I should have led with this. I forgot. I'm a horrible friend. Robbie E. is doing an angle where he got fired from, uh, what's her name? Right, Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. So Robbie's like, make me a 30-minute clip of doing your normal burial worst of me like you would back when we were TNA. I'm like, dude, I'm a man. I can't really, you know, just start. He goes, oh, my God, please do behind the mirrors. That should be hilarious. That I have a mayor telling me all the reasons in which why I should be fired, why no one should trust me. And I was like, all right, I was supposed to do it tonight, and I completely forgot. <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow for him, though, because I think it's hilarious. Um, he's just having fun. He's having fun, doing a good job. So, Speaking of which, he was in the uh, the crowd tonight. Did you see him there? Yeah. He looked he looked tired. Like, you know, we're talking about a lot of those guys are being tired. He, he was clapping. He was like, Did they have know, them to beat? Down. I mean, Shotzi was there. Shotzi not looking in gimmick, not looking with her typical look. I feel like they had all the NXT be less recognizable tonight in the crowd. Hmm. I, mean, I don't Which think they should I, use NXT at all. I, I don't either, and I'm okay with them not in gimmick. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think it hurts them. I yeah. really do. I, yeah, I think it just makes NXT look again like like developmental, having them clumped out there. You wouldn't be doing that with the Raw guys or the SmackDown guys. So why are you doing it here? Uh, Gecko Rob, $5. In your opinions, who's worse at cutting promos, Reigns or Rollins? That's, that's, Reigns can be good if he's given good yeah. material. These guys are given bad material. And again, with Rollins, it's, it's the, this gimmick, this, him having to talk slow and acting like a cult yeah. leader. And just, it just, you just don't buy it. The downfall of the gimmick is like they said, okay, so Rollins with his promos could be a little annoying. I know what the solution is. Let's have him talk more and talk longer, and that will clearly solve everything. Right. Uh, at least with Reigns, it was like a little more succinct. And and Reigns, you know, he's just been forced as a babyface, so he hasn't really been able to, you know, 
you know, this is something we said every week for years, but he just never got a chance to really get creative with his character. They, they have, they want him a certain way and, and, and that's what he projects. Hmm. So after the bowling battle, actually called that the bowling battle between the street prophets and the Viking Raiders, uh, Billy Kay versus Nikki cross. This was good. Yeah. I thought Billy Kay looked good. Yeah. <clears throat> she has her potential, you know. Like them picking up a win, setting up. I'm assuming we're going to get uh, Peyton versus Alexa. That. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Then maybe they go for the title at Backlash. Yeah. Backlash is a week from Sunday. Yes. Right? Yes. <sighs> you excited? Making your backlash pick them, hey, writing out all the, who's going to win every match. The greatest already. wrestling match ever is going to be taking place. So how can how can you not be excited? Can we talk about that, Matt? What do you think about this? Getting HBK tonight, all this hype—the greatest wrestling match ever. I don't believe everyone's second until I, they call you it. and say, "Matt Morgan, we need you to cut a video hyping how this is going to be the greatest wrestling match <laughs> ever." <laughs> You could tell Shawn Michaels was having a hard time with it. Like he, because he, you know, he doesn't believe it's it's going to be the greatest he, wrestling match. He was in the greatest wrestling match of all time. Undertaker, Shawn, number one. Yeah. And if you had that match, that same match at the Performance Center, it would still be really good, but it wouldn't be as great as it was because that, that audience adding that much more to it, you know, the crowd. Gee, you think? Although, True. It's impossible to have a great, you know, an epic wrestling match in this environment, in my opinion. True. Even Molina versus yes. Alicia Fox would be a little bit less great yes, at the performance. They would. A little. Next. Next. Um, so, oh, Rey Mysterio, live from his home, sitting there with Dominic. They were talking about the Bible and an eye for an eye. And uh, mm -hmm. Dominic saying someone in their family has to do something about this. Ooh. Where's this all leading? Dominic versus Rollins? I don't know, but here's a situation again where Dominic just saying that one line again. I don't want to say it shows more manhood, but shows more like, I don't know what it is than, than his dad. Huh. Do, do you know what I mean? Like that, 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 that's a line reserved for the dad protecting his cub. Not his cub trying to protect his dad. Um. Or, or maybe we're supposed to look at him as a young man, a man now that can get in the ring and beat other people up. Now I don't know. Do you know what I mean by that? Like I'm thinking if this was me and Jackson, I was thinking I'm watching this tonight. Like one of the guys, that's cute. You think you're gonna protect me? Settle down, and, and pie face him back down on the couch, and then I'm like, all right, this is what's gonna happen. You try to take my out, and then cut a promo on him or something like that. Be pissed, obviously. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is where Ray gets in trouble at times with how they book him as Wizkid. We, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like you don't take him as serious. Like, this is a serious angle. He does seem pretty subtle, given everything that's going on. And we're talking about how he might he might be retiring. You know, he doesn't know. They've just done this too recently with the Ray retirement stuff. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I mean, Dominic. Yeah, clearly they're doing something for him. Do you remember when Dustin Rhodes came in way back in the day with Dusty Rhodes and the Million Dollar Man, and they had yeah. that? that 10 minute challenge and, and Dustin lasted. <laughs> I mean, they could do That's something awesome. like that with Dominic where you don't beat Seth, but you give Dominic a, a good outing. 
Dude, they messed the boat with that. They really, truly did. Dustin, I thought, I remember immediately going, like, this dude, this kid, this kid, this kid's a star. (laughs) You know, Dusty's kid's a star, I remember thinking. It did work out for him, because he came back and got Goldust, and that was a legendary gimmick. Michael the Virus has an interesting idea that Dominic goes to fight Seth, but then turns on Ray. I don't think he has to turn on Ray. I think he starts following Seth. And that's what angers Ray, because Ray needs to kind of like kick it up a notch. Maybe it would take something like Dominic falling under the Messiah's spell to do so. Okay. Yeah. Something, anything. Okay. Yeah, if Dominic can't pull it off, then you kind of cut his legs off right off the bat. So, I don't know. I'm not sure if you you want to do that. Um, Nia Jax versus Kerry Sane a match that we heard about. So Raj, what was the story out of this that we saw a bit of tonight, but not nearly as much? Uh, or is uh, again. Yeah. Is, is what, so t- talk a little bit about what happened and then we could compare it to what we saw tonight. Yeah. So Kyrie was thrown into the steel steps and I guess cut her head. She got uh, hit her head on it and it, it left a pretty yeah. big gash. And so they stopped the match. Uh, they attended her, you know, they attended to her, uh, fixed her up, and then she said she was okay. So they just, you know, basically went to the finish real quick, where Nia rolled her in the ring and pinned her. Uh, according to the Wrestling Observer, uh, Dave Meltzer was saying that uh, the people there, the, the sources that he spoke to, actually are not blaming Nia for that one. Like, she, yeah, I was uh, gonna say, yeah. If she, you take a steel chair, if you take if you take a steel chair, I mean, sorry, steel chair uh, step shot, right? That's on you and how you're running into it and how you how you take that. Yeah, so, and they were saying it it might have been the thing of her trying to make it look too good. Uh, This was also just a couple, uh, you know, uh, days after Hana Kimura's passing. And, you know, Kyrie uh, that night was, you know, trying to get her help when this was going on. Um, So, she maybe shouldn't have been wrestling in the first place. Um, She wasn't concentrating as hard, maybe? Yeah, just her head's not, you know, not totally in the, you know, totally in the game. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think uh, they need to have people backstage that, you know, can figure this kind of stuff out. Like, you know, this person was close to so-and-so who passed away. This might not be the best uh, best week for them to be wrestling. I'm for higher WWE if you need it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, she's okay. She posted some photos tonight uh, of the injury. Nia Jax ended up getting the win here. And uh, after this, we had Randy Orton backstage, again, uh, hyping up the match against Edge. Okay, forget all the hype from outside forces on this, Matt. What do you think about how Orton and Edge are going into this? I mean, do you feel like the the heat between them, the passion, the story is even still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I think Randy's still got a good promo tonight. Raj, what do you think? Do you feel like the hype is overshadowing people's expectations of this a little? Yeah. Sorry, I had That's to type something. Question you asked me. Yeah, I was getting his opinion. <laughs> I've uh, got two co-hosts here with me, Matt. Sometimes I know your word is gospel, to borrow a phrase from the Messiah. But you're we asking him a different. You're asking him a completely different question, though. Matt, what's your favorite color? Raj, do you like long walks on a beach? So <laughs> <laughs> the oranges. <laughs> Uh, for the record, ask me. I well, think for, I think this this is uh this is going to turn into like a quick Edge Spears Orton as soon as he gets in the ring and the match is over. <laughs> I, I, there's going to be some swerve. 
Because, uh, I don't know. I feel like they're trolling the fans with this. But I thought Orton's promo was good. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be something. Yeah. Like what? Like outside interference? Or, or what do you mean? No, like as soon as Randy Orton gets in the ring. Something like Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Where uh, Edge just spears gotcha. Orton as soon as he gets in the ring. Ooh. Just keeps hitting him over and over with spears. And then the ref starts the match and he pins him. Something like that. That would be big time trolling. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise you're setting them up to fail. Even if they did have the greatest match ever, minutes. it won't be a, a yeah. scene that way in the performance center. Not what you would false finish now. Fortunately or unfortunately, I'm a big false finish guy. I know yeah. a lot of others aren't. Um, a lot of old timers think you give up finishers way too easily by going through too many false finishes. I personally like them. They're the most exciting part of the match. Even when I wrestled, that was my favorite thing to throw in my practice matches. It was good, believable fall finishes. Because um, you're trying to pop the boys that are watching. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. next to impossible sometimes. So anyways, you don't have that. You don't get the fans' reaction, even the NXT fans, of real believable falls finishes toward the end of the match right. there. So there's nothing they're going to be able to do if like, you're supposed to go out and engage the audience. And if they're not coming with you, you've got to turn it up and start doing other things to get them. That's no longer happening. Right. So everything they rehearse backstage just gets to come out flawless. And when they go in the ring and perform it, meanwhile, we're all at home going, we don't like this. Please <laughs> stop doing that. Um, <laughs> do something different. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's a really tough job because you don't have that built-in judge anymore that we rely on. And, to, you know, we were talking about Undertaker and Shawn Michaels earlier. I thought that match had some of the best false finishes uh, in a match ever. ever. And ever. that that just made it too. Like the, I mean, it was a great match anyway, but yes. those false finishes just really had the crowd just going nuts. Take, I'm going to rewatch take, that match. Yeah, we, I, I was thinking, it's so funny you said that. I was thinking the same thing. So I've watched all these Undertaker <laughs> interviews lately. Right. Um, talking about it and hear him put it over so much. But the look on his face, right? Yeah. When he first started showing like signs of vulnerability when Sean kicked out of his tombstone, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like yeah. And the fans were just through the roof for that too. At the same time, it all came together at the exact right moment. Fans, yeah, up, the match, psychology. Because yeah. up until that point you didn't kick out of the tombstone. And so the whole crowd when when he hit that tombstone and covered him, everyone's like one, two, and then when that kick out happened, it was just it was just bonkers. It was awesome. I think they do false finishes way too often now. They're doing it on a random match in the middle of the yeah. show, not on pay per view. Yes. But save it for the big moment so it really, you know, it really connects. Everyone that's expects one s- two surprise face now. That's what it was supposed to be. Back mm-hmm. when you when I started, if you were early on in the match in the show, you couldn't do that. If I had a dark, I wasn't able to do false finishes. Yeah. Like they saved it, which was how you're supposed to do it. The whole show was supposed to be a big crescendo. With the action and everything you could do in each match, the time, can you go outside the ring or not? Um, oh, oh! if you're in a tag match and you're early on and you're in a dark match, you cannot draw the ref while, you know, Tom Foolery happens behind the ref's back because that's got to be safe for later in the show. I, that's smart. I wish they went back to that. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Marchetulli for with the four ninety nine super chat, so asking, does Nia not get heat because of injuries because of The Rock? Uh, no, I don't hurt. Yeah, I oh, mean, she get, oh, I'm sorry, I misread that. Does she get okay because she's, she's not getting in trouble as much because she's rock? I see what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah, is she, is she not getting heat because of her relationship with The Rock? 
Hmm. Um, I mean, she Naya is really well liked backstage. I mean, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't think the wrestlers are going to complain about her to management. She is she is really popular backstage. And she's supposedly super nice, super smiley, super friendly, super funny, charismatic. You know what I mean? So like that's that is a person you want back there generally you really it's right. true so i'm sure she does mess up but i know people know it's she's not doing it on purpose yeah uh terrible trey 89 super chat saying raj made a good point on twitter have they already ditched the brand to brand invitation they i don't even think they've mentioned it in the last couple of weeks right hmm. but I since should, the one time they did it <laughs> does this not show how irrelevant these shows are i don't know because i don't Maybe I'm not paying attention. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why they're not doing it. They have them, they're taping all the shows on the same day so that everyone's there. Um, hmm. And it adds, at least then it adds a little unpredictability and you can mix things up a little bit. But. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jones is saying you get four times a year to appear on different brands. So I guess they're not running into the ground. No, or well, they I forgot it's supposed it to be a wrestler has four times that they can yeah. call the other person out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you, you, that's still a lot of, yeah, that's a lot of. Maybe they uh, already forgot about it. That's what it kind of feels like. Um, so, uh, Leonza Duncan, $2, saying uh, Gargano Cole take over New York. False finishes were great. <sighs> yeah. That's a little overkill. See, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, Leonza, that's the one I would say that actually fans use as the example, quite frankly, if I'm being honest, as they're doing too much. Um, in, 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 that's the example a lot of people use that they do. I don't know what the word is, that they use it too much and it's not believable. And you know, they're going to kick out. If anything, if anything, it's predictable that they're, they were going to kick out of those. Yeah. I think they, they, they overdo them a lot of times in those takeover matches because they're, they're, they'll be like hitting <laughs> them, you know, with a cement block and it's one, two. Oh, sorry. Wrong one. <laughs> uh, Alonzo Smith saying, I don't think Nia intentionally hurts these women. She's just twice all of their size and she wrestles aggressively. That's true. I mean, she is she's a lot stronger than them, but than most of them. When people talk about unsafe, it's not about intentionally trying to hurt someone. It's the idea that... Well, it rarely know, is. It's... Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Don't know. I remember there was oh. that when Rob Van Dam first came into WWE, there was this period of like three months where he was potatoing everybody and everyone was no. getting like a busted lip. No. And... That went on his whole career. It never stopped. <laughs> it never stopped. You just knew if you were taking one of Rob's kicks, you better get your hand up a Bissler in the hard way. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't do it on purpose. He right. never, Rob, Rob's the opposite of a dick. He's fun as hell, cool as hell to have yeah. nothing work with. So he never did it on purpose. That's his style. You know that, though, going in. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. This match could have easily uh, been a main event or close to it at any pay-per-view. Uh, we got a pretty good match here. They went for a pretty decent length of time until Nia interrupted mm -hmm. in Asuka's uh, wearing an Asuka mask and coming out to her entrance and distracting Asuka. Um, leading to her to lose by count out to Charlotte. Yeah, made her look a little stupid and silly. Made Asuka look stupid and silly, I thought. Um, but it puts uh, uh, Naya right in that hunt, though, doesn't it? I mean, it puts her in the with the two most over women wrestlers at the moment, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and I, I felt like this this finish made mo the most sense. I wouldn't have booked this match to begin with. I don't think you should be doing the having one person from NXT that's all, on all the shows because then it makes it seem like all the other people in NXT aren't important enough. She's the only, you know, she's the only star on that brand. Um, but I don't think you should have beaten Charlotte this week. She she had just lost to Bailey. Um, I mean, she did get a win on NXT last week, but you know, having just lost to Bailey on SmackDown. I don't think he should have beaten her, so I thought this was this was a good, you know, the right finish with having her win by countout, not it, pinning Oscar. It doesn't hurt her. Yeah. The only thing it hurts her is makes her look stupid and dopey for leaving the match, I guess. But yeah. I can live with that than her getting her shoulders pinned or having the figure eight put on her. Right. It is right. a little weird, though. The same thing happened when uh, Oscar launched the championship that time to uh, Carmella. <clears throat> Or that well, she lost that match to Carmella, where Ellsworth came out wearing it. Like nothing freaks Oscar out more than seeing someone dressed like Oscar. Don't wear it. Take it off. She's like, oh, wait, get I, it. I'm here. How can I be there? How can I be in How two places at once? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have a, one of my cats. Sometimes we'll hear this weird crying sound, and then I go to the bathroom, and he's literally just looking at himself in the mirror in the bathroom and crying. Like, he can't fathom the idea oh. that he's in the mirror and there's this other cat yeah. that looks just like him. Uh, so that's what I think of when Asuka sees how do you know? How do you know your cat's not crying because he feels really ugly because now he sees himself? <laughs> Maybe that's what Asuka's going through. She's like, that's how the mask looks? Everyone told me it was you, cool. You have a cat with some serious mental issues, Glenn. You oh, he has that. some issues. Poor he's a goofy, cat. Goofy cat. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's what the saddest cry name? you've ever heard. Uh, this one, uh, Stuart. <laughs> and it fits him he's like a neurotic cat uh but yeah that's what i'm saying so maybe that's oscar's thing she sees herself and is just like freaked out <laughs> yeah my dog does that when she when she sees herself in the mirror she starts barking like ready to pick a fight it's it's pretty yeah. funny yeah so uh i'm looking forward to naya versus oscar i think this is going to be a better match than people anticipate I think so too. I think so too because Oscar ain't gonna put up with that stuff. <laughs> the minute she gets one wrong bump, I think she's gonna fire up and beat her ass. Oscar is tough as hell. I would yeah. not mess with Oscar. And they have different styles. Yeah, I feel she's the toughest one in her life. I bet. And 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 Nia can work well with that style. Like you, you remember Ronda yes. Rousey? She had one of Ronda Rousey's best matches. It, it, you're right. I forgot about that, but you're right. You're right. You're right. So I, hopefully it's hard hitting, safe, but hard hitting at the same time. Because Oscar's not going to back down from that stuff. I'm telling you. No yeah. way. Which will be, make for a better match. Might yeah. bring more out of Nia even, too. Yeah. Because now she can let her hair down and be like, all right, all these girls keep getting hurt from simple body slams and this and that. And you know what I mean? This right. girl's letting me lay it in a little bit. And as a bigger person, Speaking from experience, it makes you more comfortable usually when you know, like I used Chris Benoit. He used to like scream at me, scream at me, like embarrass me that I wasn't chopping him back hard enough. Well, that's good for the fans in the first row to hear, Chris. I'm <laughs> 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 supposed to be the heel. He's the baby face. You, you P-U-S-S-Y, hit harder. <laughs> then he put me in and started chopping me like, now let's go. If like, they had a really going. stiff match, I mean that I th I think th th this could just really surprise people, just to have these two really go at it. Because uh, I mean, yeah, I, th I think it could be great. I think it'd be absolutely fantastic. 
Um, in the midst between those matches, Rob Gronkowski made an appearance. He was trying to film a TikTok video, and during that, R Truth ambushed him and won back the 24 7 championship. Oh, wow. How trendy. He was filming a TikTok video. How cool. So I got, I got some info on this. So Gronkowski, this was probably his last week. If not, it's going to be in the next couple of weeks. He's not going to be wrestling at SummerSlam. He had a. Um, what's that? He's done. Is he really done? Yeah. Hey, it ain't so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he has a, I'm going to get an article on this here in a little bit, but his contract had a release clause uh, for this kind of situation where he re-signed, you know, where he signed with the Bucks after he had signed with WWE. So there's a release clause. He can't work for another wrestling company for a set period, but he has no other obligations to WWE. And technically, he didn't even have to return the 24-7 belt. You know, that was just... Uh, being nice, so. he's not going to show up on Fox on Sunday and throw it in the trash. You know, no, he could have. He could have just left. So, um, he did the right thing. So good for him. But yeah, this is probably his last. Uh, if not, he might, maybe he, he does a promo or two. <clears throat> Raj, you act like he's doing this for free. The kind of hard because he's a wrestling fan. That's true. This guy made mega money with here at this company. You well, he delivered nothing for him, for him. It's nothing, you know. It's not that much. Oh, versus for him, him. yeah, <laughs> yeah. For Drake Maverick, it's some of the released talents. I'm I mean, sure think of, look at his his contract money. with the bucket. You know, the bucks that he's getting. That's. Uh, I'll bet you you could have bought a house with the WWE money. Probably. Well, hello. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, but a house where? I mean, you know, property values. Being oh, Jesus, are. Christmas, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> uh Anyhow, um, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so just real quick, end. Justin Lopez asking about the rumor of Dijakovic going to Raw. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's get that out. Well, let's get that after we talk about the show. Let's talk about Drew McIntyre versus MVP tonight. So uh, the drama with Bobby Lashley and Lana is still going on. Lana came out oh. to the ring during this match. I got to be honest. I care about this stuff less than I care about uh, the Monday Night Messiah and it's not like Bobby versus Drew will be great, but I just really don't care about this Lana drama. This is bringing down the main event, the main event match, the big match for the WWE Championship. So funny, they made her the central figure of the. Um, what was her husband in her life again? Rusev. Rusev and Bobby Angle. That was fine without her, in my opinion. Hmm. It was hard hitting, very physical. It could have gotten much more. It got over, and it could have gotten even more over. And after a while, they could have just dumped. She need to be a part of that. You know what I mean? And, and, and this is another one where she does not need to be a part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. I thought Bobby was done with her. What the heck? Yeah, I, it's it's just dragging it down. It's muddying the water. It's a, this is a world title feud between two guys that just look like beasts. And having this side yes. side show just uh, it just makes them look a, not important. It's supposed to be the sizzle to this. It's supposed to be the sizzle to the steak, right? This mm-hmm. is not. This is a a cold a cold glass of water being poured all over your head while you're eating your steak. <laughs> it is. It kills it. And they just covered the whole thing in ketchup and ranch dressing. <laughs> that sounds good. Really? On steak? Really? I could eat. I could eat almost anything with ranch. <clears throat> Me too. Interesting. We are that generation. We are the ranch dressing as the condiment generation. Ranch on fries, ranch on pizza. Yeah. We were Maybe trendsetters. I, pizza crust with ranch, so oh, yeah. good. The best. The best. Mm-hmm. 
You know, there's a lot that divides us in the world, but I think people's love of ranch dressing is really something that could bring us all together. It's like our new ketchup. Like a creamy ketchup, ketchup, yes. Yeah. It's the new ketchup. The new yeah. ketchup. Speaking of, though, you know, with ketchup, you know what blew my mind? Uh, I started using Heinz 57, the Heinz 57 steak sauce on everything. Like, never went back to ketchup. Like, that stuff is where it's at. See, I do A1. Like, if I have, like, a side of broccoli oh, yeah. or something, I'll dip it in A1. A1. It makes it really good. Nice. A1 is awesome. Mm -hmm. The kids today with their, with their sriracha and their hot sauce. I like sriracha, too. Sriracha is good, too. good. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife said we have to stop watching Hot Ones on YouTube because every uh -huh. time we'd watch it, I would just order, like, $100 of hot sauce. Like, yeah. we've got all this hot sauce we're never going to get through now. Yeah, I always get I always I always get hungry watching that show. Oh. Maybe watch Hot Ones, Matt. No, it's the best show on YouTube. They uh, this guy interviews people over ten wings, and the sauce gets hotter each time, going up the Scoville scale. And he's so they're just doing this interview while the celebrity is like trying not to touch their eyes or like vomit spontaneously because of the hot food. Do they do they know it's hotter with each extra one? Oh, yeah. And they know which one it is. Okay. They talk about each sauce. They change the sauces every season. Uh, Sasha Banks was on. Her episode yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, they have some big names like Will Ferrell. Um, hmm. mother. Was it Steve Austin on there? Steve Austin was on there. Yes. yes. Yeah. Even yeah. I saw that. I didn't know that was the show, though. Okay. Yeah. But you watch that, and you find yourself ordering all this hot sauce. Uh, anyhow, hot sauce, more interesting than this last segment <clears throat> with... Uh, <sighs> So, I don't know. We're going to have Lashley versus Drew. I'm assuming Drew's going to retain the backlash. Still won the match. Uh, so, let me scroll back to the results. I already forgot. Yeah, was, Drew just planted MVP. It was like a three-minute match. Yes, Drew. Planted Wait, MVP. if Drew won, what's going to happen at the pay-per-view? But I guess next week, Bobby I mean, will stand tall, and then Drew will win. Well, he didn't beat Bobby. He beat you know, Bobby's MVP. manager. That's true. And then after the match, and Bobby got him in the full Nelson and was dragging him down when they went off the air. So... Um, they made it seem like they were, you know, running out of time, but you know, this was taped. It was an week. abrupt ending. Yeah. I liked it though, honestly. Yeah, and I did too. It used to feel like it used to feel back in the day when they, do you remember when they used to cut? Dude, they would cut like right before, like someone's getting to the ring that the match is over and like NWO is making their way out, sauntering down to the ring. And like right when they square off with Sting, Right. What's he going to do? Is he going to choose NWO uh, Wolfpack or not? Boom, they're off the air. Yeah. WCW would do that a lot. It used to really work on me, though, because yeah. I'd be like, no, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's why I discovered wrestling uh, websites for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to know. I wanted yeah. to know. Yeah. So I remember, for me, uh, the invasion angle was when I really dove headfirst into the wrestling well, websites. So that's how it was with NWO. With like, who was the next person that was going right. to be coming? That caught me on fire with the wrestling website. I just hung up my my college computer lab all damn day. Yeah. Just discovered this whole new universe of wrestling websites, and I thought it was a cool. That's where Raja WWF came from, by the way, Raj. Where <laughs> well, that wasn't down. me. <laughs> I, I used to think this was Raj, by the way. <laughs> when I first met Raj, I was like, "Oh, I used to watch your, I used to go to your website all the time when I was in college." He's like, "Nah, I'm not that much younger." Yeah, it's wrestling ink.com, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I knew what wrestling ink was. I was a wrestler when wrestling ink was here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Those those were always awesome. And uh, 
it, yeah, it always just left you wanting more. And that's, uh, yes. you're not seeing that much now. And then, yeah, to your point, when you'd have the limos coming in the back and you're like wondering who's in it and they're teasing that yeah, there's going to be yeah. a new member. And, and yes, and Tony Schiavone just selling the hell out of it. Like, how dare you Good guys, you bastards. Yes, <laughs> but it worked. It yeah. so worked on me. That... It totally worked. Yeah. <laughs> that was raw tonight. Yeah. There I don't was. know. I think I think our conversation about ranch dressing and sriracha might give Raw a run for its money it. in terms of what's more interesting this evening. Or, or Soul Man Rocky Johns trying to work me for an extra metric bar. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how bad was it when you were riding with guys sharing rental cars between the creatine and the protein bars? How bad was the gas uh, on some of those car trips? It always smelled like tuna fish. Always smelled like tuna fish. <laughs> That's where it drowned out everything else, all the other odors. Because you won't make that much money, so you can always afford tuna. And people are yeah. always, in their, always eating their tuna cans, especially Chris Masters. <laughs> it used to be so difficult. Uh, what else do we got, Raj? What else is going on? Uh, a couple things. Oh, they mentioned <clears throat> there was that super chat earlier mentioning Dominic Dijakovic. So, yeah, he's going to be going to Raw. We saw Matt Riddle going to SmackDown. It's just keeping it e- you know even. So, yeah, Dominic Dijakovic uh, very shortly will be on Raw. What about Keith Lee? Nah, he's still in NXT for now. Um, as Matt Riddle, I guess they asked Kurt Angle to be his manager, and Kurt Angle actually turned that turned that role down. Come on, no way. Yeah, really? Yeah, Kurt Angle was talking about it. He's in, in an interview with uh, Comic Book Resources. Mm. He revealed that he was offered that role and he turned it down. Hmm. So, and then uh, another news item. Um, let's see here. WWE banned the buckle bomb. We were talking about, oh, yeah. speaking of Nia and Kyrie Sane, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, Nia had a nasty looking buckle bomb on Kyrie that looked like it could, she could have really gotten hurt, but she didn't. Uh, that was also the move that ended Sting's career when Seth Rollins hit it. Um, so they're banning it Isn't again. It? I think it's it's not the, the move, <clears throat> right? I don't know. What do you think, Matt? It just seems like it's not the yeah. move, it's the execution. It, 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 the reason I say it's a move because it's impossible to take a flat back bump on that. Think about it. It's impossible. It causes whiplash hmm. and herky-jerkiness when you hit it. Even if you hit it perfectly, you have to tighten up your back to, to hit that buckle. Whereas if you take a somebody shoots you in, like Bret Hart, and you take that front buckle that Bret yeah. used to take really well, like a shot out of a cannon, he would hit the top sec, the second and top buckle. So that's a flat way to hit it. And if you do it the opposite way, where your back hits the buckle, you pop out and bump. Same thing. This buckle bomb stuff, you're being thrown up in the air and on a downward trajectory, expected to hit just one of the buckles, really. And you generally could jet, hit your head back and snap your neck back. Hmm. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know what they should do? I, I, I like the creativity. I've always dug the creativity. But at the end of the match, to haul somebody up into that powerbomb position, and not powerbomb the hell out of them in the middle of the mat, which should hurt worse. I never understood why people would do the buckle bomb. Instead, you're throwing somebody into a protected turnbuckle with padding on it versus what? The middle of the ring and putting like spine on the pine? I never understood that. If you're in a powerbomb position, spin with that and boom and, and sit down with it. It'd be way more lethal. It's more, it's more logical to do. Um, if you want to use that buckle so much, still the old school Kevin uh, Nash or uh, Undertaker snake eyes on the top buckle. Let them hit their face 
on it or something. If you're so sold on using that buckle spot. Hmm. What do you think about bumps on the apron? I mean, on the yeah, ring. Uh, okay, AEW, I'll defend because they rigged their ring very intelligently to give more on the outsides of their ring and to have more space to do those bumps. So because of that, I say huge kudos, smart thinking. That's working smarter. WWE, I don't believe, has done that with their rings yet, to my understanding. So when I see Kevin Owens powerbomb dudes, uh, when he's a standing on the outside of the ring and on that apron sometimes, I'm oh. like, oh, is there a good way to take that? Yeah. I would never say, yeah, when we get to that, I'll take that. No. <laughs> I'd say, not tonight, brother. <laughs> no. Uh, kind of back to earlier, we were talking about Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Terry Allen Jr. bringing up Jim Ross said, I just had an out-of-body experience from WrestleMania awesome 25. Call. Yeah. <laughs> awesome call. Great call. I love that call. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was definitely memorable. Uh, Liana on the uh, do, uh, wait, near wait, counts wait, do, and do, Adam Cole. Oh, go ahead. Do, do Jim Ross real quick doing that. Come on. You do a good Jim Ross. No, I don't do Jim Ross. <laughs> it's Macho you Man. You have. You did Jim Ross when he was like talking about. Uh, uh, Ford, Penelope Ford, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know his reaction to Penelope Ford? She's a gorgeous lady. Oh, she's a good-looking woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I, I can't do it right now. <laughs> but that really was, I was talking about one of the coolest calls I thought ever. It was. It, it was really so hit home. into it. Yeah. Do, you hear, do you hear his volume in it? He was so into that. Right. It, it just matched the energy and everything. I mean, it just all it all went together. It's why, it was, it was it's awesome. why it was a perfect match. It was the perfect match. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Leonza Duncan uh, with the five dollars super chat talking about the Johnny Gargano Adam uh, Johnny Gar uh, yeah uh, Adam Cole match saying maybe I need to watch on the network but live we were total marks. And fall for sure. every pin. Yes, the crowd was all in for cold and switched to Johnny. Look, I enjoy. I watched that live too. I was there at that that arena, but I was there with two two people who weren't who watched wrestling back in the day who weren't big fans, and they thought it was comical all the two counts, not oh. just in that match, but through, up until that so, point in the show because every match had a billion uh, two counts. Right. Here's the other thing: Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, false finishers. These were legendary finishers. Switch in music. Tombstone Power Driver, even Taker's um, Last Ride, his Choke Slam. These were all very believable finishes that he has hundreds of wins with. Shawn Michaels, thousands of wins with Sweet Chin Music, literally. So when they kick out of those things that are very established, that's why we got the reactions we got there versus, uh, you know, the paint by numbers crowd at NXT popping for every single false finish. And the ones that don't watch NXT as much, like his friends, came up and shut. They don't know who those guys are. They don't know the, what, that they should have bit harder on one false finish versus the other because they're just moves that two guys they've never really seen wrestle before are hitting on one another. It's about the character part of this, too, you guys. It's part of the yeah. character's build of protecting those finishes for years. So now when somebody kicks out of Jake Snake Roberts' DDT out of left field, that's believable. Holy crap. Did you right. see that? Do you know what I mean? Right. They protected him way better. Yeah. And again, when you have it up and down the show, just you're, you're just getting numb to it. Every match. Yeah. Like, could your well, friends even tell you what any of those finishers, like, were or knew? Like, no. they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, wait, I should bite on this because that's a Jimmy Gargano's finisher that <laughs> I've <Gargano>. before. 
they don't they're not going to know their no, names they were just having a so they were at first they were doing a little contest like a little drinking contest like they take a sip See? every time and then See? at the they're like there's just too many we can't do it so they were just they just go one two and start cracking up over and Folks, over aka aka mainstream fans were bored with it See, yeah, I, th- I think it's probably of the indie rific wrestling. I think yes. false finishing is probably yes. the most obnoxious trope. Yeah, good. Well said. Yeah, and uh, that's all I had. Okay, <clears throat> cool. We're good. Were you driving tonight, Glenn? What's that? Were you driving tonight? No. Who was driving the show tonight? Yeah, it's Glenn. We let it drive well, itself sometimes, Matt. <laughs> uh, I guess I should wrap it up. He's at BP Matt Morgan. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. He's at Raj Geary underscore 303. Oh, I got a note. I got a piece of viewer mail from Mr. Sports Illustrated himself who yeah. wanted to clarify something that Raj Geary said on this podcast. I, I said, said it off the air. Uh, well, Matt's Oops. brought it up on the air multiple oh. times now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said it on the air. No, it was off the air. <laughs> he said, Glenn, I wanted to make an important clarification. I'm the one at Sports Illustrated who gave Raj some feedback, but it wasn't to stop going on tangents. That's my favorite part of the show. I love when Matt talks about mayor things, Justin talks about Pittsburgh wrestling, or you go in depth on a very obscure 80s pop culture moment. It's what yes. makes your recap show so good, especially yes. when you especially when you team up on Raj and when he's not there. Uh, all I said was that the Holy super chats, backfire. the off-topic super chats were getting a bit out of hand as it seemed like it would sometimes interrupt the flow and you felt obliged to stop to give that person a mention since they donated. But please continue to discuss non-wrestling things and go way off topic. Okay, so, I just wanted to clarify, carry on. So, so, so really quick, number one, in your face, Raj. Um, to, <laughs> no, that, but to, that stuff was all off, supposed to be off the air. But anyway, all right. My apologies. <laughs> I really thought it was on the air. Um, two, Glenn, stop. Sorry. Listen, giggles. Stop. <laughs> Hang on. I want to know something though. Seriously. Um, why do? Because he's not the only one to say that about the super chat. I don't. We don't spend that much time on him, right? There, we there, there will be some. There were some random days where we'd get just a ton. Uh, and and they would Which be off topic. Good problems but, to have. But Great yeah, but we have we have managed it to now where, you know, we show them when they're going along with what we're talking about, and because the we show have sucks. No, like, no offense, the show sucks. It stinks. So like some of the super chats, in my opinion, when they do say, "Hey Matt, what's that booger?" and get that booger in your nose or something crazy like that, it's better than talking <laughs> about the show. Agreed. Um, well, the problem was, and not to get too technical about it, but the super chats scroll off screen after a certain amount of time. So if I want to make sure I don't lose any, I have to pause the chat and stop paying attention to it live. And then when I like start to scroll again, sometimes I lose them. So we've been in touch with StreamYard, the people that make the streaming platform that we use. Uh, they thought it was a great suggestion to give us a separate tab just to keep all the super chats without them expiring. And hopefully they're going to introduce that feature soon. So we won't have this problem and I can just go to the super chats whenever we want to take a break first of all they should give us a cut of that because that's what a great improvement you just made for that app i'm shocked nobody else has suggested this to them 
No, they said we were the first ones to suggest it. And they have tabs. So people, to see our broadcast for you, we have a private chat we can have with each other. We have little banners we could put up on the screen, like hashtag pot committed. There's a separate tab for that, and there's a tab for comments. Uh, so yeah, they're working on adding a separate tab that will just keep the super chats so we won't lose any throughout the show. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But keep them coming, guys. We appreciate it. And yeah, uh, we'll be back Let's here Wednesday night. What's that? What was the SI? What was the SI you guys' name again? I told him I want to give his name, Mr. Uh, Sports well, Illustrated. Mr. SI, thank you for clarifying that. You <laughs> made my whole week with that. Thank you. When his great grandfather, Mr. Sports, and his other great grandfather, Mr. Illustrated, came together, started their dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from Matt? It's been a long day. Uh, so on that note, <laughs> we will be back here uh, on Wednesday. Me, Matt. Justin this week or is Justin now Friday? Uh, Justin is out this Friday. So it's uh, you, oh. you, you. Drunk Raj adjusted. Friday night. Yeah. Wait, bringing the party. You, Raj? I'll be on Friday. Yeah, I'll be on Friday. Wow. <laughs> He's got major heat with Justin. Justin, you're going to judge. Raj is not going to be happy. Yeah. No, but uh, Justin asked me to fill in for him on Friday. <laughs> oh, daddy? Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> There you go, guys. So we'll catch you back here Wednesday. Until then, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park